may be no harsher environment in the world than the Arctic. The extreme cold makes it an inhospitable place for most plants and animals. But for a few unique species, it's an ideal place to live, hunt, and lay around. To call this frozen wasteland home, you need to develop amazing ways to keep warm. And one blubbery behemoth has found the key to thriving in the Great White North. But defying your environment to survive against the odds is how some animals make it in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome for the first time to season eight of Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hooray! I'm Joe. I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a big blubbery boy with wonderful whiskers with which they wade around in the water. With their whiskers? Yeah. I was Willingly? To... <laughs> For sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to... Wade is not the correct word. No. But it starts with a W, so there it goes. Wallow. Wallow around in the water? Yep. There you go. It's a walrus. <laughs> a walrus. Okay. It's the walrus. It's the walrus. We're going to call him Wally Whiskers. Yeah. Or Sabertooth Puppy Whale. They've made the news recently. Have because, they? Yeah. I've not been paying attention. Well, the new Netflix nature documentary, Our Planet, talks about how changing environmental problems have caused certain walrus populations to like climb cliffs and fall off well then we're weeding out the dumb ones because they're not very they're well it's the problem is they can't see real good yeah they have bad bad eyes so they can hear water but they're on a cliff so they're like let me just go into the water and then it's like a, a big drop to their plummeting death hmm very sad but worth a watch <laughs> The whole documentary, not just yeah, that just part. the dead. That's just the lemmings part. Yes, but yeah, we are talking about the walrus. And I, when I first we, we first started researching this, I was like, I was about to ask you, like, which walrus? And there's only one walrus. I mean, there's some, there are two subspecies, but really, there's only one species of walrus. Yeah, I was like, huh. So we're gonna start with a kingdom that we know, love, and are in. Kingdom Animalia. Yes. The phylum is chordata, because somewhere beneath all of those folds lies a spine. <laughs> lies in wait. <laughs> to, 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 to spine to, you. <laughs> <laughs> to support you. Yes. It's uh, an ambush supporter. <laughs> the class is mammalia. We're talking about... Are, are cetaceans a taxonomical term or a term for any ocean-dwelling mammal? I have no idea. I'm going to go with the first thing. I think cetacean is a taxonomical thing. So we're not going to call it a cetacean. But we will call it a pinniped in a second. Because first we're going to call it a carnivore. Because it's order carnivora. Nice. The clade is pinnipedia. Or pinnipedia. That sounds like a place you go to learn more about, like, pins. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pinnipedia. <laughs> it's, 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 it's Wikipedia just about um, Ant-Man's mentor, Hank Pym. That, oh, pin, oh, it's Pim. No, no, it's Pin, but oh. still. Um, so, pinnipeds are seal-looking things. Seals and things. Dugongs? It's my favorite store, seal, seals and things. 
You know what? I did not look up if like manatees are dugongs. I don't think they are because they can't go on land. True. So this is seals. Yeah, it's not because it, there are true seals, aka earless seals, and then there are eared seals, and those are like sea lions, and then there are walruses. If you look up a walrus skeleton, it looks like a cartoon saber-toothed dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like a big, big chunky flipper boy. It looks like it has, like, you know, four limbs. Because it does. And it's just got, it's just oddly shaped, like a cartoon dog. It's a saber-toothed puppy whale. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. <clears throat> you didn't, did you, you didn't do, get yeah, us I did. your nicknames. I, I said Wally Whiskers and saber-toothed puppy oh, whale. Oh, it just went by so fast. <laughs> you steamrolled right over me. Um, so where, where were we? Oh yeah. The clade is, uh, pin, pinnipedia. The family is Odobenidae. 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 We'll say that. The genus is Odobenus. Odominus. Rex. Uh, the species is Rosemaris. So I was like, was his name by Catholics? Rose, Rosemaris, Rosemary. <laughs> Not true. That comes from a like an old Norse word. Uh, in fact, Tolkien thought that the word walrus came from the old Norse word for horse whale. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad like. I, there are better assumption. ones. I, I like puppy like dog whale is better than horse whale. But those whiskers, it's very horseish. Because not you know really. How horse have those. You know how horses are known for their mustaches. <laughs> Some horses do have mustaches. Do they? Yeah. Never seen one. The like a literal horse. like curly mustaches. <laughs> on on by accident? <laughs> I don't I don't know. <laughs> um but it could also the word walrus could also come from the Dutch word for whale, which is walvis. W A L V I S. That's pretty dang close. And, or the words for short giant. Wall and Reus. Which is, wall is shore, and then Reus is giant. That one's also compelling. Yeah, shore, shore giant's pretty great. Sure, uh, giant. It's, and there are two s- subspecies. The Atlantic and the Pacific walrus. And those are based on whether it is in the Atlantic or the Pacific Ocean. Because the, So the, the walrus loves, loves, loves cold stuff. Loves that good cold water. Ice cream. Uh, it prefers the coldest water it can find, actually. Um, they they live in high Arctic regions in the north, in like northeastern Canada, in Greenland, uh, between Alaska and Siberia, in the Bering Strait area, and north of Scandinavia. So it's like Scandinavia is too warm. Iceland, too warm. I want to go north. They're up in those like, uh, like those islands that have seven people on them. The hardiest folk of all. They live with the walruses. Um, And because they live up in that Arctic ring, some of it takes them to the Atlantic Ocean, some of it takes them to the Pacific Ocean, none of it takes them to the Indian Ocean. Mm. So let's talk about what this thing looks like. Let's do that. If you're in your car and driving. If you've never seen a walrus before. We described an octopus in the last episode, so. A specific octopus. True. 
Horse whale doesn't really work, I don't think. It just, it just I'm okay with it. It just doesn't look like a horse to me. I uh, trust token. Mustachioed puppy whale definitely works for me. Cause you think all dugongs look like a like a dog? Um, they're called pups. They're they're <laughs> they're, <laughs> and it, they're actually thought to have descended from uh, caniforms, which includes raccoons and skunks. What? And foxes. No. That's the that's the thinking. For the same reason that um, a humpback whale isn't. Un- Even toed ungulate. Ungulate. <laughs> this is like the same family as hippopotamuses and <laughs> antelopes. So let's picture this. Wally, which I'll call him, Wally, Wally Whiskers, he's a huge brown blubbery sack. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He's, ob- he's oblong. He has a large split tail at the end uh, that allows him to swim. And it can be turned inwards. Yeah, those are just full-on appendages, bro. So that he can uh, kind of like scoot his fat tuchus across the ice. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's really awkward. And you know that they're not supposed to be there. (laughs) They're supposed to be swimming. No. I mean, yes. But they can be on land. He has two front flippers for pushing his uh, manatee head aloft. So... He uses his front flippers to swim, but he also uses it on land to just keep his head just stuck straight up in the air. Speaking of his head, it's relatively small compared to his body. (laughs) Yeah. He has a large flat snout uh, with like two big, I don't know, mandibles, like two large flaps of skin make up the, it's upper, upper lip. Um, he has a full Burt Reynolds mustache. Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds. Um, which it's called vibris, vibrisse mm-hmm. is the name of the bristles that are on its snout. Um, even the ladies are impressively mustachioed. <laughs> uh, protruding from beneath his glorious stash are two long tusks, which are elongated canines. I can't speak. Yeah. Um, and they get to be over a yard long. Sorry if that's part of your measure up. No, it's good. Uh, to top off this ridiculous-looking animal, it has eyes that protrude from either side of its head, allowing it to see all around it, but also making it look like sloth. Like a horse. But they don't stick out from its head. Horses? Yes. Like where you could grab it like a tennis ball? Eh, kind of. N- no. And, I mean, they're definitely on either but side of its head. Because it, and it, it allows it to see like almost all the way around it, except for right behind it. That's why you don't stand behind a horse. Because you can't see you. And yeah, it'll because just, it gets real nervous. It'll be like... It. I feel like there's something back there, so I'm just going to kill it. Also, that's where I kick the best. <laughs> <laughs> that is my most dangerous position. But it does make it, like, there, there's one picture that I saw on Wikipedia that just makes it look so ridiculous. It is not a cute animal. Even its babies are not cute. <laughs> Which is not, like, hippos are ugly, but their babies are cute. That's, you can't say the same about the walrus here. Uh, this animal looks like the only thing it knows how to say is, Ah, oh, yes, quite right. <laughs> It, it really shouldn't be shown in public without a pith helmet and a monocle. But then when you look at those eyes, it's more like, ah, oh, yes. Quite <laughs> <laughs> <I>, right. Because <laughs> he shit the shot. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's skin. Also, its skin really contributes to how ugly this thing is. Um, it's brown and it has patchy fur. And uh, the older they get, the males specifically have disgusting bumps on their skin called bosses. Mm-hmm. 
And so it becomes like this reddish, almost like light brown cinnamon colored series of bumps like it's a vulture or one of those fallout ducks that we have the muscovies around yeah. <laughs> here in south florida it's just so gross <laughs> like you like the my the cartoon image of a walrus is just so much more pleasant to me so the mustache as i mentioned earlier called the v- vibrissae is made up of fibers that are supplied with blood and nerves and they're attached to uh, muscles so they can be moved um, and they use this tremendous facial hair to find food and distinguish objects. Hmm. So a lot like the um, the star-nosed mole, will it, it can tell what's well what the shape of something is just by rubbing its mustache against it. Hmm. So to find food, Tom Selleck usually rubs his dirty mustache across the ocean floor. <laughs> To forage for crabs, tube worms, coral, mollusks, sea cucumbers, and even the remains of seals. It mostly eats clams, though. Mm-hmm. Bivalvid mollusks is what the name is. Um, they may also actually actively hunt seals on occasion, and something some think that they prey on narwhals that are I, trapped in the I ice. I saw that. That's insane. It's bananas. Because <laughs> those have lances on their face. Yeah. But I guess the... the Two are better than one. Yeah. That's not true. Once you get past that long, long spike, there's nothing they can do with it. But in turn, except hit you with it. No. Except <laughs> <laughs> just like brush you aside. Um, but there, there was a whole um, because science video about uh, Logan, the movie Logan, where Logan has uh, Wolverine. He has three claws. Um, but the little girl has two. Yeah. And how that applies, there's so much more uh, penetrating force with the two than than the three because of the way area and cutting works. Sure. So, yeah. But one I'd is better ha- than two. No. Because I'd rather have one stab wound than three. <laughs> I guess both of them are going to stab you. <laughs> yeah. But you have a greater chance of stabbing through something that is more difficult to stab through if you have two than you if you have three. Fair. So, when it comes to predators for the walrus, there are only two besides man. The orca and the polar bear. And the, I want to talk about the polar bear because this is epic. Okay. Uh, the polar bear, polar bear v. walrus is one of, the, one of those legendary animal fights. But it, they're even more evenly matched than other legendary fights like the sperm whale versus giant squid and mongoose v. cobra. Because in sperm whale versus giant squid, it's almost always the sperm whale who wins. And when in mongoose versus cobra, it's almost always the mongoose who wins. But even though the polar bear is predating on the walrus, the walrus can fight back mm-hmm. pretty fiercely. It's giant. I breezed right by measure up. I, th- I was waiting for it. Well, fine. Let's just do it. I'll go. Well, this That was a teaser. For the for the fight to 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 go on, but I don't want to talk about the fight until we know exactly how big this thing is. Okay, let's do measure up. The listeners' favorite is part of the show. Is it, what is it? A little seal? Can it can it face a polar bear? The we'll part find of, out. the part of the show that's introduced by you, the listener. It's also the part of the show where I give Carlos a quiz to let you know the size and dimensions of this creature. Episode is going to be introduced by Julia again. But also featuring Laura for the first time. You were right. Your prediction last episode was correct. Yeah, because I knew I had it in my inbox. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. You, you didn't want to just 
hang your hat on that on that prescience. No, I don't know. I don't know what prescience means. It means without, foreknowledge. Yeah. <laughs> without the listen, uh, without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure, measure, measure up. Measure, measure, measure up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how creative these are getting. <laughs> that was a good little jingle. Yeah, it was a jam. This is a jam session. It was. With a baby. <laughs> jam session with a baby is the name of my next album. With the comical stylings of Laura. Yes. And thank you, Julia. Thank you. For writing that song. It was a great song. Yeah. Without further ado. I mean, I said that already. Let's do it. Sure did. Without further ado, let's do. Um, <laughs> do, do. Let's start with length. Adult males are usually larger, and they can weigh 2,000 kilograms or 4,400 and... That's it. Pounds. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. Uh, <laughs> in 2017, one of the largest icebergs in history broke off the Larsen Sea ice shelf in Antarctica. How many male walruses go into the weight of this iceberg? Five Here's a hint. The iceberg is called the A-68, and it travels at the speed of a few dozen miles per year. It's turned toward warmer waters, but it may last several years before it melts. They got to come up with better names for this. A-68? That's so boring. Well, it's not long for this... Well, actually, it's several years for this world. Yeah. It's, they name hurricanes, and they're only around for like a week. <laughs> That's true. It could be a really big chunk. It could be like a, like a million tons or something like that. Then my guess of 5,000 would be pitifully, pitifully low. Well, this thing is two tons. A little over. Two tons. This iceberg? No. The walrus. Okay. I'm going to say it's a million tons. So, 500,000 walrusi. Walrai. Close. No, I'm not. Am I? Well, in a manner of speaking, close. Close because I use the word, f- the, I, the number five is in there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it is a trillion tons. Oh, my goodness. So, it's uh, f- it like five billion. billion, yeah. No, it would be... 1 billion. Or... Yeah, 500 billion. 500 billion, yeah. Wow. Thousand, million, billion. Trillion tons. I'm so happy I didn't stick with 5,000. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little closer. Let's move on to length. 2.2 to 6... 3.6 meters or 7.2 to 11.8 feet. Let's round that to 9.5 feet. Nine and a half feet. Okay. How many walruses... Go into the length of the Draken Harald Hargafagre. Are you trying to say Scandinavian things? Yes. <laughs> I looked it up, but I can't remember. Uh, Draken Harald Harfagre. Oh, that's not right. Dragon Harald's heart is gray. Hargafra. Uh, <laughs> a large Viking longship. That's what it is. Huh. Hint. With shields on the side, like they like, like it must be. I don't know. Uh, the ship was built in 2010 and replica- replicates old Viking ships. It was funded by a Norwegian oil company. So it's not even a replica of an actual ship from back then. No, it's kind of just bringing the like the style the back. ships of old like n- Viking sagas to life. Okay, M- maybe used in the show Vikings. Could be. 
maybe. Let's say that's, um, say it's 50 feet long. So we're going to go with six. It is 115 oh, feet long. Oh, wow. Goodness gracious. That's so a long ten. boat. 10. 10 walruses. 35 meters. That is a long boat. You did say it was a long boat, didn't you? I did say it was a long boat. <laughs> a long ship. That's the end of Measure Up. All right. Now back for the exciting conclusion of this battle between the forces of nature. <laughs> Insert who wants to be a millionaire music right yeah, here. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about just now. <laughs> All right. So now we're talking, now you know that we're talking about this four, almost four and a half thousand pound, almost 10 foot wall of blubber and tusk and wall mustache. Of mm-hmm. Wall of Russ. So much Russ. <laughs> Versus a polar bear, which is also very big. Also almost 10 feet the tall. The largest land predator on the earth. Also, I don't, but I don't think it's 4,000 pounds. Sure ain't. I think it's a lot less than that. I think it sure is, might maybe. be about half. Maybe like a thousand. But it is better armed. It has four. Also, it's desperate, usually. <laughs> <laughs> usually what a polar bear will do is when it sees a bunch of walruses on the beach, it'll just run up and scare them and hope that some of them will be trampled in the process and then eat those or that some calves will be left behind and they'll eat those. But even injured, if, if uh, a walrus is not killed in the, tra- in the stampede, in the Black Friday stampede, and it's just injured, it can still be a formidable opponent for the polar bear. Mm-hmm. On land, the polar bear will probably win, even an uninjured one. But in the water, polar we'll talk about why that's not true later. Why it's not true? Yeah. Polar bears still win. We'll find out. Well, I mean, they might. They could, but not against an uninjured. We'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. It's not a sure thing for sure. Okay. In the water, it will definitely lose. Yeah, it's hard to do that. A, a lot of... Uh, there have been several accounts, I'll say, of polar bears being fatally injured in the water by walruses, because mm-hmm. walruses definitely have the upper hand. They can dive to about 280 feet, which is not that deep for pinnipeds, seal things. Um, But most of their food is in that range anyway, so they don't have to dive very deep. But the point is that once they're in the water, it's lights out for the polar bear. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's that's like the a a prey predator, you know, even matchup. Yeah. Where you have the most formidable, probably, land predator versus just this tank with, yeah. of, with tusks. It's like a, I don't know, like a, uh, that that one where like a, a crocodile versus a, a a lion over a wildebeest. It's just like this crazy fight. It would be more like a, a crocodile versus a full-grown like Cape Buffalo. Like super dangerous herbivore that counts as prey but can do some serious damage yeah all right but in reality uh man is the biggest uh predator also orcas orcas usually kill walruses walruses yeah they're much much bigger they're very ferocious they hunt in packs um and they only attack in the water they're they're more graceful in the water but uh both polar bears and orcas don't have walruses on their main menu right it's just, it's it's usually too. It's it's like a bur- you can't make your house burglar proof, but you can make it less attractive to a burglar. Burglar resistant, like my watch is water resistant. <laughs> yes, 
Um, but so really the, the main source of problems for the walrus is man. Um, by the beginning of the 20th century, they were almost hunted to extinction for their tusks, for their blubber, for their skin, for their meat. Almost every part of the walrus is used. And just a couple quick references to the walrus. Lewis Carroll has a poem in Through the Looking Grass. The Looking Grass. Uh-huh. The Looking Glass um, called The Walrus and the Carpenter, where a walrus tricks a bunch of oyster babies into being eaten. If you've ever watched Disney's Alice in Wonderland, you've seen this little skit. Um, and there are a lot of things that point to the idea that the Beatles song, I Am the Walrus, is a reference to that walrus as being this um, like greedy, capitalistic uh, figure that preys on the, the easily duped. Yes. Although... There is no consensus because no one knows what that song is about. I personally think it's a bad song. Well, <laughs> let's alienate the listeners. Oh, no. That, even among Beatles songs, it's a bad song. <laughs> it's really tough to listen to. But that's all I got on the walrus. All right. Here's some fast facts before we get into the major fact. They can sleep up to 19 hours on land in a single nap. Uh, but then they can stay awake for three days at sea. That's a lot. Sleeping weird sleep schedule. Yeah. Their lips and tongue are used to create a vacuum that causes shellfish and clams to explode. <laughs> <laughs> and they suck out that, that meaty goodness, that snotty, like, little disgusting sea booger. They find them with their mustache and then explode them with their lips. Yes. <laughs> the longest tusks make, makes the highest ranked individual. Uh, t- like you said, they can grow up longer than three feet. Uh, and males with long, the longest tusks command the most respect, but broken tusks can knock you down a few pegs. I imagine. Yeah. So without tarrying for much longer, here's the major fact. Take these broken tusks and learn to fight again. <laughs> fight again so free. All right, I'm done. Walruses have hides so thick it protects them from more than just one class of threat. In August of 1910, a hunter named Jack Jack Woodson shot and killed a 16-foot walrus. Whoa. This was a big boy. In fact, he skinned the animal, and its height alone was 1,000 pounds. That's a <laughs> lot of weight. Did they find out how much it weighed altogether? They estimated the full weight was like 5,000 pounds. Because... That's not that... He- anyway, continue. That's not that much heavier than the average weight. So a walrus skin, uh, yeah. So there's a lot of skin on a general walrus. Walrus. So a walrus, a walrus's skin, wallies, uh, accounts for about twenty percent of its overall body weight. Okay. Gross. For comparison, your skin is about nineteen or sixteen percent of your body weight. That's not as much less as I thought it was going to be. I thought you were going to say like four. No. Yeah. We still have heavy skin. Decent. Yeah, it covers our whole body. So, We also have different... We have several Different layers. physiology, so it's like, it's hard to... We handle it well. Yeah. yeah. We wear our skin well. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, the skin around their neck and shoulders, especially around males, can be four inches thick. Because it's covered in bosses. Disgusting yeah, disgusting pustules. bosses. Your thickest skin is on the palm of your hands, and it's about one-tenth of an inch. So there's a, there's a wider, like... Difference, yeah. Difference for you. It's like the honey badger. 
So, similar to people, walruses need to maintain a body temperature of around 97.9 degrees Fahrenheit. But they live in a climate that sees extremely low temperatures. Plus, they spend a lot of time in water where they lose heat faster than they do on land. Still, they have been observed uh, enjoying a swim in water that is negative 31 degrees Fahrenheit or negative 35 degrees Celsius. When Celsius and Fahrenheit get close together, you know it's cold. You know it's cold. (laughs) Uh, Or hot. Their skin is generally at least four degrees warmer than the surrounding water. The surface, like their skin, surface of their skin. So that's still pretty cold. Yeah. But so the surface of but like the thing that water is touching is is warmer, just being heated. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Most mammals that live in colder areas keep warm with multi-layered fur. Like huskies have, I think two or three layers of fur. Maybe the polar bear. Yeah, definitely the polar bear. But the polar bear. Plolablea also have... <laughs> we are having a tough time with this. They also have... I'm trying to go fast. I have so little time. Uh, and the polar bear also has blubber. Um, like the walrus. The walrus is completely, almost completely bald. They have patchy fur. Instead, they keep their heat through a thick layer of fat insulation called blubber. Under their thick skin, they have 15 centimeters or 5 point nine inches of blubber Whoa, gross so there's a lot of lot of long way down to anything that's vital like bones and organs muscles insulation prevents heat from escaping their body like giant winter coats that are like all over you and have no way to, for heat to escape Dude, there, there is no opening yeah there's no zipper their blood vessels also constrict to force blood away from their skin towards their internal organs where heat is needed most. I hear that happens when, especially when they're swimming, and then they they actually turn a pale gray when they're swimming because, like, the blood is removed from their, their skin and towards their vital organs. Gross. So yeah. walrus, the walrus, is, walrus is a difficult word yeah, to Yeah, sure is. I'm uh, glad you have to say it more than me. Thickne- their thickness protects them from more than just the cold. The cold shoulder of death. Yeah. Uh, like we already talked about, uh, the wal- walrus only has two natural predators, uh, the orca <laughs> and the polar bear. Still, walruses aren't typically on the menu for either predator, like we mentioned. Their long tusks make them dangerous for anything. Yeah. Um, Except for the orca, really. They don't. What I read was that they don't really sustain very much damage when they attack a walrus. The orca? The orca, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... They're huge. Yeah, they are, are huge. They are very large. <laughs> so, bears who are desperate for a meal may try to attack an adult walrus. Usually, polar bears will go after the young and do use that tactic of scaring and trying to pick off a little one. But a male wal- a polar bear might go after an adult walrus, but their hide makes are, is really difficult to penetrate. So, a BBC video showed a. a a desperate male bear get injured by a tusk when trying to kill and eat a walrus. Um, despite their 12,000 pounds per square inch bite force and a two inch canine. That's what a polar bear has. Two inches of canine. Uh, it couldn't get through the skin, thick skin. So it got onto this smaller, I, I assume female or juvenile and bit the, went for a kill like predators usually do at the back of the neck mm-hmm. but he just got like a just, chunk of fat 
and he couldn't get through it. And it just, ever he kept, it was like, he would jump on one, try to bite the neck and it would just kind of like wiggle away and he would just not be able to do anything. So he'd get off of it and try to go for another one or try to pry a female away from her baby to get at it. But like they're thousands of pounds. So it was like a, not a easy scenario. And just turn around and shank him. There was another video where there was a female and she was going like, she was like sniffing one to see if it was dead. And then it, turned and looked at her and she just like no i'm not even doing <laughs> just walked away it's like a horror movie where you think the thing is dead and then it opens its eyes and it's like oh no i'm out i'm gonna nope out of here absolute nope absolutely <laughs> nature nope yes but that's all i got all right that was the walrus I'm, there's a lot more to say about it because it's just a it's a ridiculous looking, but very fascinating animal and super famous. Everybody knows what a walrus is. Mm -hmm. um, and now you know what it looks like. So for you out there in Podcastia, sharpen your tusks, brush your stash, and keep a healthy layer of blubber on you at all times, like the walrus in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Howdy, LDT listeners. Welcome to the end of the episode and the beginning of Season 8. Thanks for joining us for an eighth season. Before the blooper, I would just like to tell you to tell your friends about LDT. Leave a review. It really helps get the word out there. And also, engage with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all your favorite social media devices, and send us measure-up intros. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and engaging. <laughs> to find food, Tom Selleck usually rubs his dirty mustache across the ocean floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Coming down hard on the walrus. <laughs>